Hello guys and welcome, welcome to, to Happy, Happy Single, Single Mums. Are you really just going to copy everything I'm saying? Yes! <laughs> Hello guys and welcome to Happy Single Mums, a podcast surrounding real single mummy life. Every episode will deliver the best hard-hitting topics surrounding mummy life. So, here's your host, me, Khalifa. Hey guys and welcome to the Happy Single Moms podcast. I'm your host Khalifa. Today we're going to be speaking to Emily Paulson. She is an author of The Highlight Reel, a TED Talk speaker and a mother of five. I asked her to come on the platform is because she has an organisation and an Instagram page called The Sober Mom Squad. The reason why I feel like it's important to have Emily on is because I was reading an article recently in regards to drinking during the pandemic and as a mother I find that I've used alcohol as a pacifier. It does say that the stress in the pandemic has grown and many people are hitting the bottle to try and relieve stress, depression, anxiety. However, alcohol actually has a different effect on women. Women's bodies absorb more alcohol and reach higher blood alcohol concentration than men who drink the same amount because our bodies take longer to break down and remove alcohol. Some reasons include the fact that we have less body water than men. Also, alcohol has also been linked to um, cervical cancer and many other things as well. So when I saw Emily's page, the fact that she has the Sober Mom Squad, I was like blown away. Hence why I asked her to come on the platform. So Emily, thank you for coming on. And please tell the audience a bit about yourself and your platform. Yeah, so it's, just, it's uh, called the Sober Mom Squad. Um, and it's, uh, so I was working as a recovery coach, um, for a few years and typically I was working with women who had had some sort of consequences from their drinking. So they'd either had maybe, you know, a DUI arrest, or they'd had some sort of medical circumstances or other things happened in their life where they were at the point where like, okay, I have to stop drinking. Um, and then once the pandemic hit, I started hearing a lot from women who kind of like you were describing that, wow, you know, I'm just drinking a lot more. Um, I've never thought about my drinking before. I never really thought I had a problem. I thought I was a social drinker and now I'm realizing I'm using it. Um, and so it kind of highlighted a need that was there for this really gray area of, of drinking where you know, you don't have to necessarily get to some proverbial rock bottom place to start asking the questions and asking like, is it serving me? Is this not serving me? And so I did um, create Sober Mom Squad, which was a platform where we had Zoom meetings, where women could just come ask questions, connect, chat, and, and be outside of that like mommy wine culture <laughs> where there's no jokes and no one's going to tell you to just go drown your sorrows in a glass of wine. Um, and just a really non-confrontational place to just say, um, Hey, here's what I'm going through right now. Here's what I'm dealing with as a mom. Um, and how can I deal with it in a positive, healthy way? Yeah. So why is having a healthy relationship with alcohol so important? Well, I think first of all, 
the idea of healthy relationship and alcohol just don't belong together in the first place. Like we have, you know, you hear all of this, like drink responsibly and, you know, have a, have a healthy relationship with alcohol. And, and I think just we're at the point as in a society where we need to call a spade a spade and have informed consent. And, you know, alcohol is legal. It's completely up to any adult to use if they want to, but it also has serious consequences and it has no benefits. And, you know, so it's a carcinogen, it's a neurotoxin, it increases anxiety, it does all these things that, but we've accepted it because you see all the signs around you, like everyone, you know, just, just take off the edge with a glass of wine, um, you know, let's happy hour and alcohol is included in yoga and wine. It's everywhere. Mm-hmm. And so I think we have this confirmation bias that we think it's just this normal thing that we should do. And we don't look at it for what it actually is. And again, if you want to drink, drink, but also just understand um, what you're putting in your body. And so this idea of alcohol as wellness or healthy relationship with alcohol, that just isn't something that I think in general, we should be striving for anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think it's just about learning what, what it really is about and, and what it actually does to our bodies. Yeah. So why do you feel like a lot of women or I found with myself, I, if I were to go to a party before the pandemic, I wouldn't want to dance. But as soon as I've had a couple of glasses, like why do we, why does it give us more confidence or deluded confidence? Should I say like, why, why is it that we use alcohol as a pacifier for, for certain things? Or if you, yeah. I, I found that even sometimes when you go out and you hear people talking like alcohol gives certain people level of confidence you just think why why is that why do we need that if that's actually innately in us anyway why do we need alcohol yeah well you know I guess that's that's a a complicated answer because you know does it make us more confident does it you know is that actually true because I can speak for myself and think oh yeah when I would drink I'd go out and dance I'd go out and do karaoke I'd go out and have conversations with people but you know what the next day I didn't always remember those conversations or the next day I might think, Oh God, what did I say? What did I do? Did I really dance? Like, what did that look like? And so what it really does, it's, it takes away your natural, you know, your, your natural tendencies to protect yourself. And while I think it's wonderful to have the confidence to go out and dance, if you want to, you know, if it, if you need the social lubricant, if you need the, you know, to take your guard down with a substance, is that really what you want to be doing? So I think it's, I don't think it's a bad thing to say, yeah, hey, you go do what you want. Don't worry about whatever other people think. But if you need a substance to do that, is that really your personality? Is that really your confidence? And I think that's one thing that a lot of people find as they stop drinking. They're like, you know, I actually realized I don't enjoy doing those things. I enjoy doing these things. I just kind of thought that's what confident looked like. I kind of thought that's what in, you know, people without inhibitions, like that's what they look like. And it's, so again, it's like this society idea of what we think it really looks like when maybe that's not us to begin with. Yeah. Do you know, I saw one of your posts, you said that um, you don't need alcohol to survive motherhood. Why do you think there is a lot of mums, including myself, just feel like alcohol takes the edge off when it comes to parenting? (laughs) Yeah because that's really what we've been sold. You know, that's what other moms have sold us. And that's what the alcohol industry has sold us. And that's what I believed for a really long time. Like I believe alcohol made me a better parent. I'm like, oh, I'd be way too stressed out if I didn't drink. I would be, you know, way too anxious at night if I didn't drink. 
And, and, and so I think we do just kind of cling to that. And it's also the easier answer, right? Like it's way easier to say, gosh, I'm really stressed out right now. Why don't I dive into this and figure out why? And let me think about my life choices and, and how I can, maybe I can go exercise. Maybe I should join yoga. Maybe I should do this. Maybe I should sit and read a book and be mindful. Like those are hard things to do. And it's really easy to grab a glass of wine. And, and, you know, it does, it, it does do the trick for like the first 15 or 20 minutes, right? It is, it does lower your stress level for like 15 or 20 minutes. But the, the hard part about that is it over time increases it. And that's why, you know, after you drink, you'll wake up more anxious, like the anxiety, <laughs> you know, you'll wake up a little more anxious. You might wake up at 3am, you know, with the sweats or panicking. Um, and over time, it creates a need for itself. And, and that's, I think, where the pandemic drinking came in, where, you know, if you're a person who had a glass of wine, you know, a small glass of wine every night, and like that was doing the trick, like, cool. But then your stress level goes up. Oh, you're, you're home now with your kids. Oh, you're working at home now. Oh, shit. Yeah. You know, here's two glasses of wine. Now here's three. So that's where the problem comes in, where you, you are having a quote unquote normal relationship, maybe with this a little bit of alcohol, but if you're using it to cope, then when the stress gets higher, you need more and more and more yeah. of it. Yeah, definitely. No, you're completely right. So then um, how can you identify when drinking actually does become a problem? You know, I think it's good to just like take breaks um, and, and, and take a break and really just be mindful of, you know, hey, I'm, you know, I'm going to take a week off. I'm going to take two weeks off. I'm going to take a month off, whatever it is. You know, there's no you know, I, I don't like to tell people like to set a specific time because you also don't want to set yourself up for failure. And, and it isn't about like judging, like, oh my gosh, I couldn't even get through a week or I couldn't get through two weeks. Like I've been there. Like I, I, I tried, you know, cutting back and cutting down lots of times. It's all about like kind of doing research for yourself and, and saying like, okay, wow, this time of day, I really want to drink, you know, why is that? And maybe, maybe I'll have something else and see if that satisfies the, the thirst or whatever I'm having, or maybe I'll go for a walk or, you know, just, just kind of be mindful of what is the reason I want to pour the drink right now. And a lot of times you can, you can replace that need with, with other things. Um, and then, you know, women can go on and just, you know, have their occasional glass of wine and it's no big deal, but sometimes it comes down to, wow, I really am self-medicating. I really do need to get a hold of this. And, um, you know, sometimes it's worth talking to a therapist or again, like going on a meeting, um, an online meeting with, you know, um, other maybe alcohol-free moms, uh, sober, curious parents, you know, just kind of to ask questions. And, and again, not in the sense that, you know, you need to be done forever, but, but to just be more mindful of it, whether or not alcohol has a place in your life going forward really isn't the point. It's kind of just figuring out what you're using it for now. Yeah. So that's when you're, I saw one of your posts, you said water, not wine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just try it out. I mean, it's a whole different thing if you're drinking because you think that it, it tastes good with your steak or whatever. And, and it's a whole different thing to say, I, I need a glass of wine right now. I'm so stressed out. And, and just looking at those two differences um, and, and finding out kind of a different way to, to fill that need. So what is your relationship with alcohol now then today? So yeah, so I mean, I, you know, I'm not a person who drinks. Um, I, I'm very, I'm, I'm not anti-drinking. I'm not anti-alcohol. I'm just pro, I'm, I'm pro living my life without it. Um, you know, my, my husband is not a sober person. My husband drinks um, occasionally, but he also sees where it could become a problem. 
Um, and it's a very open conversation in my house. You know, I have teenagers who are going to have to make their own decisions about it. They have one parent who me, you know, who had, you know, developed a real problem with it, who had to stop. Um, and, and so they see that that's, that that's what alcohol can do. And they also have a dad who once in a while has a beer and it's really no big deal, but they know that alcohol is a serious substance with serious consequences and, and they're going to have to make their own choices about it. So it's funny when, you know, I have a platform that's all about being sober and four and a half years sober and, and people are like, wow, you're really anti-alcohol. And I'm like, no, I, I'm very neutral. Like I, you know, if I see you drinking it, like it, it does nothing for me. Um, it's not something I, I've just learned to live my life without it. And it, it, it's, it's completely neutral to me. If a mom's listening right now and she's basically trying to kick the habit, what steps do you think she needs to put in place in regards to kicking the habit and setting good boundaries? Yeah, the first thing I always recommend and to clients that I work with and like everybody is a book called This Naked Mind. Um, and the reason I recommend that, and I'm, you know, I'm a This Naked Mind certified coach, like I believe in the methodology, but it's all very, it's information. It's like, here's alcohol, here's what it does. Here's what, you know, you take it or leave it. Basically, it's not a, it, it's, it's non-judgmental. And that's what I really like about it. And it also touches on so many things that, you know, if the reason you drink is because of stress or is because of the social you know, issues, or you feel like you have to drink with coworkers or whatever, it kind of touches on every little issue. So you can say, yeah, I, I can see that. Here's how, you know, I can maybe change those things or reframe those thoughts. Um, and it can be really eye-opening. And again, I've had clients who've read it and said, wow, that's, that's, that's it. I don't drink anymore. Like literally it can be that life-changing. Um, and others who've said, wow, that's really good information. And, and I'm going to go forward and, um, you know, I'm still going to drink once in a while. And, and so I, I like to start there. That's, um, is this naked mind is it's my, my favorite book by far. Okay. Oh, that's pretty. And what effects do you think alcohol has on children? You know, I, I think this is where people are like, oh, you know, don't be judgmental or don't shame me or whatever. And like, I, I, for one, like I profoundly understand because again, I, I stopped drinking my oldest was 11. And so they, they saw a lot of my drinking. And so I do know that it impacted them. And I also know that a lot of women's drinking doesn't necessarily look like mine did. I think the most important thing is whether you drink or not, that it is part of the conversation in your home. Um, because I didn't realize how, how much my kids were seeing, even though I was, I really tried to hide it. I really tried to shelter them. I didn't realize how much they were seeing. So even if you are a person who just drinks occasionally, or just, you know, if you do have a glass of wine at night, don't just default to the, oh, this is mommy's juice to, to really explain, even if it feels uncomfortable to explain, you know, this is what it is. It's, it's a, it's a beverage that only adults can have because it has these consequences. It has these side effects and, and really it's uncomfortable to think about, but have the same conversation you would, if you were talking about smoking, like, again, it's legal. It's something adults can use, but it has consequences. And, and I think that's easier to digest. And there's a lot of research that says you should be talking to kids about drugs and alcohol, preschool and kindergarten, which to me like blew my mind. But they're so more, much more inquisitive. And, and it's just matter of fact at that point. Um, my younger kids really understood more about why I didn't drink um, than the ones who witnessed it. So, so what I say is just have the conversation of, 
this is this is what you know this is what this is and this is what it does um, because kids don't really they don't really absorb and understand unless there's some conversation behind it. So just talking to kids is, is really the most important way and the most important thing you can do so that they can go forward and, you know, again, make their own informed decisions about alcohol. Yeah. So um, where can people find you on social media? Yeah. So um, I, so Sober Mom Squad is at Sober Mom Squad um, on Instagram and SoberMomSquad.com. And then I am Highlight Real Recovery on Instagram um, and my website's Emily Lynn Paulson. Yeah, Emily, I want to thank you so much for taking out the time to come in on the Happy Single Mom podcast. I feel like the information you've given has <laughs> been so informative and I'm going <laughs> to take it up as well because I, I want to kick this alcohol <laughs> habit that I have um, because I kind of don't want my child like you um, seeing me drinking and using it as a pacifier and I'm gonna I think that we just need to find other ways and other things to have like an I don't know like an emotional outlet like you suggested like yoga or exercising but um, yeah you can't carry on turning to alcohol to it doesn't solve any issues anyway it just kind of amplifies it I think that's what we don't really realize that that alcohol actually isn't helping it's just it's amplifying the situation and it makes you dependent on it um yes yeah, it's, it's not a very it's not a very nice friend <laughs> it's not, no yeah it's not a nice it, friend and it actually it makes the inner critic's voice louder that is one thing I would say alcohol does um it doesn't make the the inner voices that you have it doesn't say oh you're great you're wonderful it makes the inner critic much louder the, the yeah. whilst you're drinking and the next day afterwards when you have the hangover but I feel like platforms like yours just they're needed and that's one thing I love about social media is the fact that if you're looking for something is actually out there and there are people that are out there that can actually help you um, move yeah. forward and there's also a community so um, if no one's ever thanked you for your platform like thank you so much for, for having it and for even thinking mm. about it for, for being transparent as well because a lot of people would never even like admit it or they don't want to look at themselves in the mirror for example so thank you so much Emily yeah, thanks so much for having me on. Yeah, no worries.